0: If you're like me, it seems that the world has gone crazier and crazier over the past several years, and I wonder, can we even save our nation? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I want you to keep Canada in your prayers. Our neighbor to the north, Canada, is going through a very difficult time. It's going to take a long time to sort it out. I hope that they can. I think that things are happening there in that nation. I never I never would have believed 10 years ago, 20, especially 50 years ago, when I, when I was visiting Canada, when I graduated high school on a frequent basis. It's not the same as it used to be. So please keep Canada in your prayers. Today, Jim Calhoun will be filling in for me. As you know, I'm working on this shortwave radio project in Florida. It's coming along. We've had many positive days, a few little setbacks, which are to be expected in a project this large. Sometimes getting some of these supplies in, in a timely manner, you may have noticed it too. There are things that are a little bit hard to come by. But we're making do at a few setbacks. We're now back on track. Things are moving along. And we'll have more to share maybe later this week. And by the first part of next week, a lot of news I'm sure that we can share. Now, Jim today is going to be taking on a couple of topics. And these are topics that are near and dear to my heart. One is bullying. Now, a lot of kids go through that in school. And even today in this very woke, uh, well, shall we say mindset, people get bullied if they don't believe, quote, the right thing. And how do you deal with that? And then also on the program, Jim wants to talk about how do we save our republic? I hope the nation of Canada can be saved. I just hope that we can get our act together here in this country and don't let our freedoms and our rights, those things given to us by God, vanish and disappear I'm afraid we're coming to a crossroad. We'll talk about that tomorrow, coming to a crossroad. And I know Jim is going to be dealing with that today. We as a nation, the United States, we are at a very precarious crossroad. No doubt, COVID-19 was used as an excuse to to change the way we voted in 2020. I still firmly believe, you cannot convince me otherwise, that there was cheating We know many of these drop-off boxes were were misused we know there were mules out there dropping in hundreds if not thousands of ballots illegally trying to fix it now i'm afraid they're going to try to keep the pandemic alive to keep some of the possible cheating in place like i say today jim calhoun is our guest host and by the way if you want to get a hold of jim just send me an email, Bob at Truth the Two Ponder.com. Bob at Truth the Number Two Ponder.com. Now for today's program, here's our guest host, Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob.
1: As always, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. And I am so glad that the transmitter is almost done. I had a chance to go outside and stand in the cold the other night and Tune in the new transmitter as they were doing a test. They had it running on low wattage, just testing the transmitter. But I was still able to hear it here in Nebraska, all the way from Florida. And it was only on like one-third wattage. And I can't wait for that just to come to life at 100% power. And I want to thank Bob Bierman for all of his hard work. Because believe me, he's putting all of his expertise to work with this transmitter project. And so I'm excited about the growth of Truth to Ponder, and I know some of the directions that Bob wants to take the entire Truth to Ponder organization, if you want to call it that. You might call it just his media organization. And I really agree with the direction he's going in, because I think he has some traction. And the reason I think he has some traction is because I think God is blessing his ministry. And one of the biggest blessings that I think that you can give Bob is by just supporting his show and listening and telling your friends. Those who want to contribute, that would be great too. But I think the best thing that you can do for Bob Bierman is to tell your friends that you found a source of truth in the media. The next time someone says, well, everybody on the radio and television lies, nobody tells the truth. Well, you can tell them about Bob Bierman a Truth to Ponder. That's what I do, and I know personally of about 50 or 60 people that I've got to tune in, and I think 20 or 30 of them are now regular listeners. So I'm proud to be part of this growth in the small way that I am, but hats off to Bob Bierman for him being so tenacious and steadfast in following what God has put on his heart. So I'm really excited about getting this new transmitter up. But it's not just the transmitter. There's more things coming, folks. And I really do appreciate all the listeners being part of the Truth to Ponder family. It seems like the spirit of this world is getting more vile and more mean, more vindictive, and just more evil. It seems like that every day... In my research, I find more stories of man's inhumanity to man. And you see that the spirit of Antichrist is alive and well and flourishing. And that's really sad. What makes me so sad is that none of this needs to happen. There seems to be something in the ether where all these people that have a tendency to be bullies have turned their bullying up a notch or two. And it seems like the cancel culture is getting more bold in canceling anything they don't agree with. And right now we're living in a world of, I would say a bunch of ten gods and ten tyrants. People that are overstepping their authority when they do have some authority, and people that are just making up rules as they go to try to give themselves authority when they have none in the first place. And then you have people who are just being mean and bullies because they think it's trendy. They see other people being mean and bullying and getting away with it, so they just join in. And I wish these people would look at themselves in the mirror and see themselves as what they really are. They're following Satan. They're following evil. And they're doing evil things to their fellow man, but they're gleeful about it. And that's really sad. It breaks my heart that people are actually gleeful about hurting other people. I know that mankind has had a very checkered past. Man's inhumanity to man has been rampant for years. But it seems like right now, it seems like right now people are almost tripping over their own two feet as they rush to try to do some evil or some harm. And right now, bullying seems to be a national pastime. And we need to stand up and say no. And we need to stand up to these bullies. And we need to stop them. There's lots of ways to stop a bully. The old saying goes, the best way to stop a bully is to punch him in the nose. Well, I think there's lots of truth in that. Not that I'm advocating violence. But you can punch them in the nose in other ways other than being physical. One of the worst groups of bullies right now are school teachers. Now, I know there's school teachers that listen to Truth to Ponder, and they probably won't really like what I'm about to say. I would not say this if I did not have firsthand knowledge that this was going on. Now, you may be a teacher, and you may be one of the good ones, and you may teach in a good school. So I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the bullies. I'm talking about the people who are in the teaching profession to do nothing but indoctrinate, and to bully, and to belittle, and to persecute, and to shun, and to embarrass, and to just be harmful to children. And believe me, there's a lot more of those out there than you realize. It's come to my attention That there are so many kids being bullied in school right now because of the mask mandates that it's just absolutely epidemic. So if you want to say there's a pandemic, there is a pandemic of bullying right now that the teachers are bullying their students. I'm going to give you several examples. The first one is making children go outside in freezing weather to do their schoolwork because they're not vaccinated or they won't wear their mask. So these kids are put outside in the cold with absolutely no consideration for their health or well-being. But they're being told that they're not worthy. They're being discriminated against. Now, there was a time in this country when discrimination was very much frowned on. But right now, if you're not vaccinated or don't want to wear a mask, or if you're a conservative or a Christian, there are several other groups, that it's open season to be as mean and evil to you as possible, and it's backed up by mainstream media and society in general that is all woke and leftists. They actually celebrate the fact that you put a five-year-old out in the snow, to do their work. Because they come from a family of anti-vaxxers. One of the world leaders in Europe claimed that the unvaccinated people in his country were no longer citizens of that country. So discrimination is taking place. And believe me, folks, all of this discrimination against anti-vaxxers and people that don't want to go along with these mandates. You have to understand, this has nothing to do with an illness, nothing to do with the disease. This is a 100% pure evil power grab. And there's too many people willing to go along with this great reset. Too many people willing to go along with this power grab. And the people who are willing to join this culture of death Enjoying this power grab and this great reset. I'm going to tell you right now, I avoid them like the plague. Because I do think it is a plague. I think all this cancel culture, all this bullying, that's the plague. Man's inhumanity to man is the plague. And it's the people who are quote-unquote in charge that are pushing this narrative of evil. And believe me, they're just following the spirit of Antichrist. Because that is the world that they live in. Now getting back to the bullying. Not only do they put kids out in the snow and out in the cold weather. They even do worse. They are locking children in closets. Or putting them in storerooms. Now they probably let them out for restroom breaks. And possibly to feed them. If you don't think that's being treated like a prisoner then I question your judgment. Because that's how you treat a prisoner. Not only imprisoned, prison, but in solitary confinement. I'm talking about young children here. What are these evil teachers doing to the mental health of their students? Now, I know there's good teachers out there, and I'm not talking about the good ones. And there might be a whole school full of good teachers, that might say, well, we don't see that at our school. Well, you shouldn't see it at any school. That's my point. But you are seeing these atrocities committed worldwide. And I personally know of a little boy up in New England. And he's only 10 years old. But the teacher has singled him out just because he has an extracurricular activity that he likes to go snow skiing and he's part of a ski group. So he gets to be released from school to go out and participate with this group of skiers. And for some reason, this teacher has decided to take it upon herself to discipline this child for no reason at all. He's kept from doing activities that the other children are doing. He's singled out. He's being discriminated against. And this child loves school. But he's got to the point right now where He wants to leave school. And so what are they doing to this little boy? They're ruining the chances of him getting an education that he would have otherwise got. And I know this child's not alone. There's teachers all over the world right now that are looking at children who are unvaxxed and telling them that they really don't count and they're being discriminated against. And some of the teachers aren't even teaching these kids. They tell them that they're toxic, that they're not part of the class. They're not part of society. And so when you look back 10 years ago, when nobody was supposed to discriminate against anybody for any reason, right now, the narrative has changed. And the narrative right now is, discriminate all you want against people who will not comply. People who don't want to be part of this New World Order nonsense, people that aren't part of the Great Reset, people who are not woke, need to be canceled. To the point where I hear people who are part of this woke religion talking about openly killing people that don't agree with them. And they've established this culture of death that's absolutely horrible. I guess you would call it a cult of death. And then you can talk about. Rush Limbaugh. When Rush Limbaugh died, there were parties and celebrations, all through this woke movement, all through these leftist, communist people, were celebrating that he died. And when Donald Trump was president, they openly talked about assassinating him and bombing the White House. And that was supposed to be funny. And back in the 1980s, Prince Philip said that he wanted to die and be reincarnated as a virus so he could come back and kill the majority of mankind. And that man is celebrated. Bill Gates says that he wants to vaccinate people to reduce the population of the planet. And he celebrated. Then the father of COVID, Dr. Fauci, paid for gain-of-function research. On all sorts of viruses. And gain of function means gain of effectiveness. So they're weaponizing viruses to make them lethal. But yet these people are celebrated. So right now if you stand for death. If you stand for bullying. If you stand for canceling. If you stand for Satan. If you stand for everything that's evil. You're considered smart and good, and tolerant, and every other good adjective that the leftists can throw at you. But if you say, I want my freedom, oh, now you're selfish. Illegitimate Joe in the White House is saying that the people's rights and freedoms aren't necessarily guaranteed, and that individual rights aren't a good thing. Now, when in the history of the United States has freedom been a bad thing when individual rights have been a bad thing? With the help of the mainstream media and all the propaganda and all the indoctrination in the schools, they've flipped the narrative. We're no longer the land of the free. Not at all. And the way people are bowing and scraping and allowing these atrocities to happen, we're no longer the home of the brave. We're the home of the weak, the home of the compliant. And so we have this mass discrimination taking place. And I'm going to focus back on the schools. I think that it's past time that all of the good school board members unite and get rid of these teachers who are bullying in both public and private school. It's time that the teachers themselves, the good ones, Unite and go to the school boards and tell the school boards about the atrocities that are happening in the classrooms or the atrocities that are happening in the principal's office or the administration. Now, how do you punch a bully in the nose? Well, with the schools, especially the private schools, you hit them where they live, in their pocketbook. If you have a child that's being bullied in school, bullied by anyone, even if they're bullied by another one of the students, and the faculty knows this bullying is taking place and they don't stop it, it's time to hit them in the pocketbook. It's time that the schools, the administration, the teachers, and the school board all felt some pain. Because let me tell you something these children, who are being singled out and bullied by the faculties and by the school boards, they are feeling the pain. These kids are going to not learn as well as they normally would. And they're going to have psychological issues. They're going to be scarred because that's how the human psyche is, especially when you're young. If you're singled out as not belonging or not being part of the group, not being part of the class. You're the oddball. Do you know what that does to kids when you deny them basic respect? It does scar them. And getting back to this little boy in New England that the teacher is singling out. Well, I'm going to tell you, years ago, I was that little boy. To give you a little bit of back history about me, I've always asked questions. I'm the one that always asked why. When the teacher would tell me something, especially in science class, I'd ask him why. Because some of the things that I heard coming from the teachers made no sense to me. And I would tell them that. And so I was labeled a troublemaker. And I'll give you two examples. I had a science teacher that told me that within three generations Mankind would evolve and not have a mouth anymore. Yeah, you heard me right. My science teacher was teaching that in three generations, humans would no longer have a mouth. They'd have a little hole that you shoved a pill in. And that was what he was teaching. I raised my hand and he called on me. And I said, teacher, I think what you're telling us is a lie. I think this is impossible. Then I told him, well, I don't believe in evolution anyway, but you're saying that we're going to lose our mouth? Where do you get your information? Well, he promptly sent me to the principal's office. And for the rest of the time in his class, I was excluded. He'd never call on me again. I was never put a part of any group. So I was singled out. And another year or two later, We had a scientist from NASA come to our school, and he was talking about a new invention that they were just working on, and it was called a hologram, and he explained what a hologram was, and he asked if we had any questions, and I raised my hand, and this teacher, in front of the whole class, told the scientist, don't call on him, he's just a troublemaker, He won't ask a good question anyway, so just ignore him. So that's how I was treated in class in front of everybody. Well, the scientist looked at me and he said, no, I'm going to take his question. And so my question was, if I understand holograms right, then they would be a great asset to the military because they could put holograms of all sorts of war materials and tanks and troops and thereby confuse the enemy, they wouldn't know exactly how many troops and tanks were there if some of them weren't real. And the science teacher said, he he said, oh, I told you he'd ask a stupid question. He said, sit down and shut up. And the scientist looked at my school teacher and said, why are you treating him that way? He said, I've been touring schools for a month. He said, that was one of the most intelligent questions that I had that, that anyone's asked me. Then he looked right at me and he said, Yes, young man, that's one of the reasons we're developing holograms. And so this scientist stood up for me. But what happened to me later on was since the teacher was corrected by the scientist after the scientist was done and he left the room and he was gone, well, guess who got singled out again? Me. Now, I'm not whining and complaining. I'm just telling you, I've been a victim of this. I know what it feels like. And I'll tell you this frank and true. It did hurt my schooling. Because the teachers would put down in the notes that I was a troublemaker. And so the next class I would go in, they would look at my notes. Automatically, I was singled out as a troublemaker. And the only reason I was a troublemaker is that I asked questions. And even back then, teachers did not want to be questioned. You were supposed to listen to them. Believe them and obey them. And I would ask a simple question why? So, this bullying has been around a long time. And I'm not saying it's new. But I am telling you this it's epidemic. And it needs to stop. And the best way to stop this, if you have a child that's being bullied in a school, is to issue them a fair warning. Give them X amount of days let's say a week, to remedy the problem. And if they don't, you're going to hold them liable for the psychological damage they're doing to your child. You don't have to threaten them. You just tell them that you know what they're doing, and it's documented, and they're going to pay for it. And say that in a very nice way. And it breaks my heart to know of any child out there that's being mistreated in any way. So the bullying has to stop, and we have to stop it not by threatening, not by just complaining. We have to actually act. If we sit back and let our own children and our own grandchildren be abused, what does that make us? It makes us accomplices, and none of us want to be an accomplice to our own children being bullied and being belittled. None of us want that. So it's time to realize what is happening. And talk to your children. Ask them what they're learning in school. There's lots of things that are being taught in the school right now that are totally un-American and un-Christian. A lot of it is just plain wrong and immoral. And honestly, I've got to say this. At this point, I would homeschool. But I'm a very big proponent of homeschooling anyway. Because I homeschooled my children. It's not a piece of cake, but you can do it. And so we have all sorts of bullying taking place. We have bullying from the White House all the way to the outhouse. There's bullying everywhere, and it's in the ether. And there's lots of people who think they're 10 gods and 10 tyrants, and they're springing up like weeds. Well folks, it's time we mowed the weeds. They have to pay for what they're doing to our children. Don't touch our babies. Don't touch our children. And if you're a parent or a grandparent of a child that's being bullied and ostracized and shunned, pull them out of school. Get them out. Teach them yourself. Show that child love. Because the love you're going to show that child is going to be the best thing for that child. And I'll be back after the break.
0: Thank you so much, Jim. Doesn't Jim do a great job filling in here on Truth to Ponder? Right now, I don't know what I would do without him during these very busy days. Quick update. We're closing in on that transmitter project maybe one or two more weeks and we should have things online. We'll be telling you more about it next week. We tested some things last week and a few minor issues that have been resolved and now we move forward to the final phase. So keep it in prayer. If you believe in the ministry and mission of Truth to Ponder, we need to hear from you. Would you consider helping us out financially to keep us on shortwave? Our mailing address, by the way, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is truth to ponder And the address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. That's our secure box, 3248. And the city is Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, 32536. Once again, the full address is Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. That's 32536. Your gifts keep this program on short way. The days of the internet for programs like this can be somewhat limited. Many of the tech tyrants don't like some of the truth that we share because they're trying to control the narrative. Your gift, large or small, keeps us on the air. Right now, we are going to take a break. When we get back, Jim Calhoun has more here on Truth to Ponder.
2: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Achilles coming up. Shalom alechem. This is The Nice Jewish Boy Jonathan Kahn Your Jewish Connection Bringing you the riches Of your Jewish roots in Jesus Well, get your pen out As fast as you can So you don't miss out On receiving a special Free gift you're going to get And love in a moment Well, there's an expression We often use in English Achilles Heel What does it mean? Well, it comes from the ancient Greek epic concerning the city of Troy. One of the heroes was named Achilles. Achilles, according to the story, was the bravest, most handsome, greatest warrior of Agamemnon's army. According to the legend of Achilles, when he was a child, his mother Thetis dipped Achilles in the waters of the river Styx by which he became invulnerable, immortal but only one part of his body. There was one part that remained vulnerable. That was the part of the body that couldn't be dipped, that she held. The part that his mother held, that became Achilles' heel. So Achilles grew up to be a fierce soldier. He was invulnerable in the fight except for his heel. A soldier named Paris shot an arrow, which struck Achilles in his heel and killed him. And so from that, we have the Achilles' heel. And though the name comes from the ancient Greeks, the lesson is biblical in this this sense. Samson was a real person. He was very strong, but he was nearly destroyed, not because of his strength, but because of his weakness. See, no matter how strong we are, we always have weakness. And if we want to stand, you want to not fall, you got to not only move in strength, but take care and guard your weakness in the Lord's grace. How? Be humble. Take account of your weakness. Commit it to God. Know your weakness, my friend. Protect it protect it close in the gaps establish hedges in your life to protect your weakness so you'll never be caught exposed or subject to the enemy's arrows because god's strength is stronger than your weakness and his grace will be your armor to cover the weakest heel want more ask for your achilles heel now the free gift for you the mystery hidden for two thousand years in the sands of israel better than rage the lost ark and it's real the mystery of the temple doors you'll love it and sapphires, your daily spiritual vitamin supply for victoria's walk in god so how do you get these gifts free Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, my friend. You'll receive your free gifts, but call now. What's one 800 S H U A one I invite you to minister with me and bring in the good news back to the people who gave it to you, Israel and all people from all nations of the world—it's amazing. Imagine you could cover this planet with the gospel—you can. With shortwave radio, it's amazing—the farthest way you can ever touch the world with the gospel. Just call one eight hundred Yeshua one Y E S. H-U-A-1. Or write me direct at the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, be strong, Shalom Alechem, peace with you, my friend and Messiah, Ravenu, our teacher.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with
1: Bob Bierman And welcome back to part two of this edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun, sitting in for Bob Bierman And again, I'm very happy to be a small part of Truth to Ponder. Because Truth to Ponder means an awful lot to me. As a matter of fact, all of the new Truth Media means a lot to me. And I think that the new truth media needs to grow. And I know Truth to Ponder is growing, thanks to the listeners. So thank you so much for helping Truth to Ponder grow and reach more people. I'd like to see all of the new independent media, the new truth media. Now when I say truth media, I'm talking about people that have integrity. I'm talking about people that are not selling fear I'm talking about people who have honor. I'm talking about people who cannot be bought. And they're not saying what they say because they're paid to say it. And the new truth media is out there. Right now, a lot of the established so-called conservative media, I'm gonna call them the dinosaur conservative media that's been out there for quite a while. I'm not gonna mention any names. But a lot of the best-known ones are advocating war with Russia. They're part of the swamp, folks. They're the neocons. They're part of the establishment. The people that love to go to war because they know people get rich from it. We have to quit listening to those people as well. I know some of them are very well-known and they're very well-respected. But anyone right now on the conservative media that's advocating for war or they're standing up for these vaccines, I really think you need to stop and think about whether you're going to support him anymore. I, for one, will not support anyone who pushes the vaccine. And that includes Donald Trump. I voted for Donald Trump twice. And if he was running again against illegitimate Joe, of course I'd vote for him. But I don't support the fact he's pushing his death jabs. So I'm looking at him in a totally different light. And I see that he's an insider enough to be part of the problem. So what has to happen is we the people are going to have to be the change. We can't rely on any one person or any political party politician now the second half of this show I have a question is the United States as founded is it savable can we save our Republic Benjamin Franklin was asked after the Constitutional Convention Benjamin Franklin was asked by a bystander as he left the building what kind of a government do we have? And he said, a republic, if we can keep it. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, we haven't kept it. It's gone. The United States, as founded, no longer exists. And to be frank with you, it hasn't existed for a long time. I would imagine ever since the United States was incorporated way back over a hundred years ago. Because just think about it. After the United States became a corporation, it's just been one war after another. The United States putting troops all over the world. They say, in the name of freedom. Well, how can we fight for freedom when we're not free? You know, sometimes I think it's a blessing, and sometimes I think it's a curse is the fact that I've seen the walls that confine us. To use an analogy, if you have a fish in a large enough fish tank, the fish really never knows they're in a tank, until they hit the wall. Now a fish isn't smart enough to know what they hit, but if the fish was an intelligent creature, it would know that that wall meant it was in captivity. Most of us go through our day-to-day life and do what we do and never realize there's any walls because we never bump into them. Well, let me tell you this. Get real involved with trying to save the republic. Get real involved and get a talk show and do some research. And it won't take you very long before you bump your head against some walls and realize that as a society, We're locked in a confined space. That was not how the United States was founded. It's been said that the Federal Reserve is the Mafia. And the federal government is the enforcement branch of that Mafia. Now whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I do know this, that everything about the Federal Reserve is wrong. Let me ask you this. Has the Federal Reserve ever been audited? Not to my knowledge. And it seems like every year or two, sometimes even more often, that Congress and the Senate will raise the debt ceiling on our debt, thereby legalizing going into debt, legalizing what they're doing. And then right now handing money over to these illegal aliens that are storming over the southern border and giving them money and immediately giving them health care and food stamps. And what's with this program to give out crack pipes to everyone? Costing millions of dollars. If you folks think that sounds like the United States of America, then you didn't grow up in the real United States of America. Because I know that we got our rights, not from the government, but from Almighty God. That is where we get our rights from. But yet we're letting these tyrants erode our rights, if not just take them away entirely. And they seem to be holding us hostage, saying, If you comply, we may give you some of these rights back. Well, I'm not going to give them any rights to begin with. Because my rights were given to me by Almighty God. And your rights were given to you by Almighty God. So it's time that we acted like that. Because that's the truth. And so we have these tyrants out there doing all sorts of evil things. So my question again is, can we get the United States back? Can we save our republic? once that it's been eroded to the point where it's unrecognizable? I'm not sure. But I'm going to touch back on the new truth media because I kind of strayed from that. I'm going to call on everyone who's part of the new truth media. And I'm talking about the people with integrity, the people who cannot be bought, the people who are on the right side of history, the people that know God and know God's power and the people that honestly do care for their fellow man, I want to reach out to all of those people, all of those broadcasters, all of the editors. We need to unite as brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to unite as citizens of our republic. We need to unite for all of humanity. Just like the truckers up in Canada, united to make a stand for everyone's freedom. We have the power to inform. We have the power to inspire. And we do have the power to institute change. So I ask all of the people in the New Truth Media, we need to come together. Not to have a centralized power place, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about come together with our mission. Because I would imagine that everyone in the truth media that has integrity, that fits the qualifications of the new truth media as I see it. We all have the same goals. We love our God. We love our families. We love our children. We love our country. And we just want the best for the United States of America. And we want the best for the world. So I'm going to ask everyone in the new truth media that hears my voice. We have to unite. We have to unite in spirit. We have to unite in prayer. We have to unite in message. And since we're all on the same side, with the same goals, we need to stand up for each other. I, for one, regularly send emails to people in the New Truth Media, encouraging them. Because I do listen to these broadcasters who are part of the New Truth Media. And believe me, there's some awesome voices out there. There There's some great patriots. There's some great Christians out there in the New Truth Media. And I reach out to them regularly and encourage them. And also, everyone out there in every profession you can imagine plumbers, truck drivers, farmers, ranchers, small businessmen, attorneys no matter what kind of a business you're in. You have to unite with like-minded people. You need to unite with your fellow Christians, your fellow brothers and sisters, to stand up against all this evil. Because if we don't, the answer to the question is, can we save the United States? Unfortunately, is no. Many people think it's too late already. And I'm not going to argue that they're wrong. But I can hope that they're wrong, and have faith that they're wrong. That people announcing the total demise of the United States is quite a bit too premature. And to quote Yogi Berra, it ain't over till it's over. And so I personally do think that we can save the United States of America. I personally do think we can save our republic. Now, will it ever look the same as it did before this pandemic? No, I don't think so. Will we ever get our republic back as pure as it was when we were first founded? The only way we're going to do that is by dismantling every federal government agency and replacing everyone in it. That includes every one of them, because we have to have a fresh start with people that understand what our republic is all about. Now, can we find these people? Yes, we can. Can we elect them to office? If elections were actually fair and honest, yes, we could. And will elections ever be fair and honest again? I'm going to have to say, as long as we have people like Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and illegitimate Joe in Obama that the only way we're going to have fair and honest elections is if we have our eyes wide open and watch these people and actually defend the institution of voting against these people. If we're successful at defeating Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and all the others in their thievery, then yes, we can have honest elections. But we have to catch them. But the trouble is, is that we've caught them in the past. But what's been done? The FBI, the CIA, the entire Justice Department have done nothing because they're all bought and paid for. They're part of the problem. So we have to replace our judges. We have to replace our senators. We have to replace our congressmen. But it's the bureaucrats. Like Anthony Fauci, the person that makes the most money in the federal government for murdering people. And yes, he's a mass murderer. He's probably the biggest mass murderer in the history of the planet. But yet there he is. He's a shielded, protected bureaucrat. Unelected. Those are the people that have to be cleaned out. And the only way they get cleaned out is by cleaning house. The house needs to be cleaned more than it's ever needed before. And to get our republic back, we have to almost go back to the American Civil War of the 1860s and pick up the pieces from there. And if we can save the United States, it's going to take years, and it's going to be extremely tough. And some people think it's going to take the ultimate sacrifice to get our country back. That things are going to have to go kinetic. I, for one, hope not. But I do know this. That if our federal government keeps overreaching, and they keep punishing people, and sending SWAT teams to arrest people who are doing nothing, and holding political prisoners for months and months for trespassing, and doing all sorts of things that are illegal, that there will be a time where there's going to be a group of people, I don't know how large, might be one person, might be a million, are going to say no. And things are going to go kinetic. Maybe in a small way, maybe in a big way. It's kind of like up in Canada. This little dictator up here, this little man-child, Justin Trudeau, who I think is evil and satanic, All he has to do is lift the mandates, and all the protests stop. That's all he has to do. And when you look at it, the masks don't work, so why mandate them? And these so-called vaccines that are really death jabs, they don't work either. Unless they were designed to kill people, well then they work just fine. But they don't work to control any virus. So those are the two big mandates. They don't work anyway, but yet Trudeau and the rest of the Canadian government, who should be ashamed of themselves, are not willing to lift the mandates. And so what's going to happen in Canada? I don't know, but I do know this. The Canadian truckers are not going to back down, and I don't think Trudeau is going to back down, and all it's going to take is one person to do something really stupid for that to turn kinetic. Now, I'm not calling for that, and I hope that doesn't happen. But I do know that any time a population is being mistreated, as bad as the Canadian people are being mistreated, it's a powder keg. And any time you have a narcissist, arrogant person that is at best a sociopath, is in control of things, that's a recipe for disaster. Then you go south of the Canadian border, you look at the United States. You see, illegitimate Joe, who calls people like me a terrorist because of my opinions. People that know me know that I'm one of the most peaceable people that they'll ever meet. I don't like violence. I don't like confrontation. But what I don't like worse is tyranny and bullying and to be persecuted for no reason. And so I'm going to stand up to tyrants. All you have to do is read the writings of Thomas Jefferson and find out what the Founding Fathers really thought of tyrants. And I agree with Thomas Jefferson. I will fight tyranny till my last breath. I will never submit to tyranny. I'm one of the few that I know that never ever has worn one of those face diapers. I've never once wore a mask. I had a doctor's appointment. And the doctor's office said, well, you have to come in masked. I said, so I'm not coming. Total silence on the phone. said, well, all you have to do is wear a mask. You in the medical profession know more about these masks than most everyone. And you know they don't work. And so if you want my money, if you want me to come in and see you, I'm not going to wear a mask because I'm not sick. About five minutes later, they called me back and said, okay, you can come. Don't have to wear a mask. And so all I had to do was stand up for myself. It's very simple. If you stand up for yourself and stand up for your God-given rights, stand up for your freedom, then you're part of the solution. And I think that what it's going to take to save the United States of America is for each one of us to fight our own little battles, one battle at a time. Someone tells you that you have to comply, you tell them no. Because there's no law that says you have to comply with an edict from the king. Because we don't have a king. For some reason, all these people think that we have to bow to these tyrants. And again, i got to go back to my school years and ask, Why? Why do I have to be quarantined when I'm not sick? Look at the history of mankind. There's never been a time in history where the healthy were put under quarantine. Never. And when you look at the masks and the viruses, do you realize that a virus can get in through your skin? Do you realize that a lot of viruses that you catch, you get it through your eyes? Not just your nose and your mouth. And plus those masks do absolutely nothing to keep a virus out. Absolutely nothing. They're worthless. And then there's these people that wear these cloth bandanas or these two-for-a-dollar masks they get at Walmart and they think they work, and they hang them on their rearview mirrors as they go down the road. Then they put their masks on and adjust them, and then they reach up and touch their eye, scratch their eye. Then they walk in, do their shopping, and they have their little virtue signaling going, I'm a good person. I'm wearing a mask. I'm saving the planet. I'm saving humanity, and I'm keeping myself from getting sick. Well, I have news for you folks. You're doing none of the above. You're just virtue signaling. And worse yet, you're bowing to the Great Reset. You're bowing to the spirit of Antichrist. You're not helping mankind. You're not helping yourself. As a matter of fact, you're hurting everyone out here that believes in freedom and God-given rights. So if you're a mask wearer and you believe in freedom and you believe that God gave you your rights, take your masks off and never put them back on because they do no good. You've been told that, and if you don't want to believe it, well, then I suggest you look at all the studies, all the real scientific studies, that point out the fact that none of these masks work. So to save our country, first and foremost, we have to quit complying with the edicts from the king, because we have no king. We're not an oligarchy. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say that we're ruled by the global corporations. So quit doing business with the global corporations. Then you have big box stores like Walmart. Don't shop there. Shop local. Shop small businesses. Shop with people that you know who are American patriots. If you really want to see the United States ever survive and become the republic of That it was created to be. If you ever want to see that. Or you want your children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren. To experience the real United States of America as founded. Then we have to roll up our sleeves. And we have to get to work. One person at a time. One day at a time. And it has to start with us understanding. That yes we're in a cage. And the cage is locked. You need to bump your nose up against it and see that. And know that that's not right. That's not how God wants us to live. And that's not how the United States was founded. We were founded on individual freedom. And we were founded as a representative republic. And don't listen to all this propaganda about, Save our democracy. We have to do things for our democracy. Anybody that knows their history knows that our Founding Fathers absolutely abhorred democracies. They hated them. And in their writings, they state that a democracy is one of the worst forms of government that you can have. Because democracies always lead to tyranny and always lead to doom and destruction. You might say, yeah, there's no difference. Believe me, there's a huge difference. As much difference as there is between the sun and the moon. A huge difference. And so one little thing you can do is every time you hear someone talk about our democracy, you can very kindly tell them, excuse me, but we're not a democracy. We're a representative republic. We need to start informing people. Because they're being lied to. And the propaganda that's been fed to the American people for decades has really harmed our country. Well, I always enjoy my time behind this mic with Truth to Ponder. And again, thanks for listening. And until next time, I want everyone to consider my words. Become part of the solution. Get active. Please get active and join the fight. And stay strong. Stay resolute. And most of all,
0: replace fear with faith. Once again, thank you so much, Jim, for taking of your time to fill in today for Truth to Ponder. I want to give you the mailing address. We need to hear from you to keep this on shortwave. If you believe in the ministry of Truth to Ponder, why not send a check made payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is 5753 that's 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. And the city is Crestview. One word, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder. 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 in Crestview, Florida 32536 Now, we will be back tomorrow with an all-new, brand-new program give you some updates on some of the projects we're working on and a little bit of news and analysis of what's going on in our very crazy world. We live in a very changing and precarious time. Our friends in Canada are feeling it hard right now. So keep any friends you have in Canada in your prayers. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth,
1: the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world
2: at kroger we believe in higher standards for fresh so we do up to a 27 point inspection on our produce like for oranges we check for scarring and sunburn allowing only the best produce to reach our shelves because when it comes to fresh for everyone we believe the juice is worth the squeeze kroger fresh for everyone And now you'll find more ways to save on your favorites. When you download digital coupons, you can use up to five times in one transaction. Kroger. Fresh for everyone.